This is Jack Scallions. Join me for a few moments from my heart to yours. There are some of life's ingredients that remind me of my mother's home cooking. I grew up in an old country home with little access to processed foods, and Mama, like most country ladies, cooked things from scratch. Best I can remember, that process involved a pinch of this and a pinch of that, all of it from memory without consulting any written recipe. Life itself is such a mixture, a pinch of this and a pinch of that. The mixing bowl contains bitter and it contains sweet, all working together for our good and for God's glory. Due to some recent health problems, I've been reminded of some double-sided words. One that keeps popping up in my mind is contentment. From my earliest days on the farm, then in college, graduate school, and then as a pastor for many years, I labored incessantly, seeking never to be satisfied with the day's accomplished. Enough was never enough. My lifelong friend, Dr. Dolphus Price, exclaimed to me one day that he'd never gone to bed a day in his life that he'd done everything he wanted to do that day. Was he wrong? I don't think so. Is industry and tenacity bad? I don't think so. After all, the scripture is clear. Whatsoever thy hand finds it to do, do it with all thy might. Personally, I have a bit of disdain for a shiftless, lazy mentality. Low bar living has never really appealed to me. But there's another side to the coin. The Bible also states, and having food and raiment, let us be therewith content. Clearly, the industry of the equation is in the procurement of that food and raiment. Today, we're raising a generation satisfied, yes, even contented in the food and raiment of life being provided for them by someone else. Contentment as an entitlement is miles away from its real meaning. The heights by great men reached and kept were not attained by sudden flight. But they, while their companions slept, were toiling up in the night, Henry Wadsworth Longfellow stated. I recall hearing my spiritual grandfather, Dr. R.G. Lee, state, No man has the right to a night's rest who has not had a hard day's work. On Sunday afternoons in late spring in our farming community in West Tennessee, it was not uncommon to see farmers in pickup trucks riding the roads and viewing the fields covered with row after row of new corn or soybeans or cotton. There was a certain contentment that accompanied their excursions. Contentment that was born from toil that produced. Contentment is in knowing proper preparations and patient labor that was needed to bear its designated fruits. I've seen malcontents for 50 plus years. People who hop from one job to another job. Marriage to marriage, church to church. Without exception, each one expected a result that was improbable and most often impossible without the prelude of required diligence. God does give certain commands that if followed properly will reap specific benefits. One of those benefits is contentment. I read of Russell Conwell in his all-time classic, Acres of Diamonds, explored that, this great lesson of contentment, how to find your own wealth. He tells of an ancient Persian a man by the name of Ali Hafed, who owned a very large farm that boasted orchards and grain fields and gardens. Ali was not only wealthy, but was also contented. One day a visitor from the Far East told Ali about diamonds and diamond mines of his own country. 
Ali Hafed went to bed that night a poor man, poor because he was discontented. He sold his beautiful farm and traveled the world over searching for the rare stones. He became poor and broken and defeated and in despondency took his own life. Conwell recorded the account of the man who had purchased Hafed's farm watering his camels one day in the brook that ran through the farm. The man saw a flash of life from the sands of the stream and he pulled from the water a stone that reflected all the hues of the rainbow. The man had discovered the diamond mine of Galconi, the most magnificent diamond mine in all history. If Ali Hafed had remained at home, continued to dig in his own garden, he would have had acres of diamonds. Benjamin Franklin put it best when he said, Contentment makes poor men rich. Discontentment makes rich men poor. Fanny Crosby caught the truth of, of contentment even though she lived her life sightless. She worked the garden God gave her, and tens of thousands of believers have been lifted to the heights by the words of her inspiring hymns. At a very early age, she wrote, Oh, what a happy soul I am, although I cannot see. I am resolved that in this world contented I will be. How many blessings I enjoy that other people don't to weep and sigh because I'm blind. I cannot and I won't. These paradoxes are baffling to the world, but they're perfectly normal to the believer. To the student of the Word of God, God has a way of taking complex truth and making it simple. Truth such as the believer can see that that other people do not see. A believer actually can see that which is invisible, the Bible says. A believer can be a conqueror only by yielding himself. For the believer, the way up is down, and for the believer, the cross is always before the crown. The believer is made free by becoming a bond slave to his master. The believer saves his life by losing it and loses his life by seeking to save it. Life's contentment never comes from pleasure or power or possessions, but from being fitted in his yoke of service. We live in a weary world made up of exhausted players seeking contentment in all the wrong things. The answer is so simple we stumble across it in pursuit this world's baubles and trinkets. Paul revealed to his young son in the faith, Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6 and verse 6, when he stated that godliness with contentment is great gain. As an old preacher, Paul had served well during times of abundance and abasement everywhere and in all things. His conclusion was he wanted nothing because he had learned to be contented. Anyone with Christ and nothing, nothing more, has everything, and the man who has everything and does not have Christ has nothing. Life does not consist in the abundance of the things a man possesses. The writer of Hebrews noted that a contented spirit drives covetousness away. It takes a lifetime to learn these things and also to learn the things that are most valuable, things that come with no price tag. If the believer is rich because he who was rich became poor, so that we might be rich, then he truly understands the cross of Calvary. What a grand lesson. Few of us ever learn it. Those that do can do all things through Christ. Pity more do not learn it early, since contentment is the sure outcome. Thank you for listening today. This has been Jack Scallions, and I wanted to talk to you today for just a few moments 
from my heart to yours.